Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome to the Corner of Truth and Courage with Tom and Tyler. I didn't say Tyler and Tom. I said Tom and Tyler because I don't want to pay the bills. I want you to keep doing that. And so we're going to go with Tom and Tyler there. We've been talking all week. We've been getting into the history of the land of Israel. Uh, We've been talking about really the descendants of Isaac, right? The the blessed seed uh, that God promised through Isaac's seed and through the Abrahamic covenant. And then also Ishmael and that descendant's line, which is essentially what makes up the Muslims today. And their continued battle over the promised land that God and, and God's word, which we know is correct and accurate, promised Israel. But the Quran, they believe that uh, Allah, you know, is God essentially, and He said that no, this is your land. And so you see this continued battle, kind of going back and forth between these two people groups. Like, and I was sitting here thinking at the end of the show yesterday, I, I want to lead by asking you this question today because I think you're right. I think I think the older generations, you know, as, as you get older, you, you hopefully are wiser, right? I mean, that's that's generally the way it works. And so you you realize, listen, we need to pay attention to history and we need to look at some of the mistakes, make sure we don't make the same ones. And that's what gives someone wisdom, I, I would say, right? Yeah. And, uh, and, and one of the things I believe you're accurate about is sort of my generation today is kind of more lackadaisical. They're kind of more like, well, it doesn't have anything to do with me, right? And so I'm not going to, you know, worry my two cents about it kind of a thing. So let me ask you this question, though. What's going to happen when your generation passes and my generation is the only one that's left if we do nothing? Okay, well, doing nothing about what's going on in the Middle East and just let them fight it out for themselves, okay, is going to be disastrous for Israel. They will not exist. This quote is not original with me. If Israel were to say, from this day forward, we're not going to take up any arms, we're not going to fight, we're going to lay down all our weapons, all our guns, and you know, from this day forward, that's what we're going to do. Tomorrow, Israel would not exist. They would be obliterated. The Arabs would come in and kill every one of them. Okay? It, it, I just want to chime in here real quick. But we know that's impossible because of what we read in Revelations, right? Because God does promise Israel to, to give their land back to them during that time, correct? Well, I understand, but I'm just saying, if Israel were to take the position as a nation yeah, and as a people, we're not going to fight anymore. We're, we're going to put down our arms. There'll be no more Israel. Yeah. Okay? However, if the Arabs... If the Muslims there would say, from this day forward, we're going to put down all our arms and we're not going to fight anymore, there would be peace in the Middle East. Huge difference. Mm-hmm. You can tell who the aggressor is. Yeah. Israel is not the aggressor in this. They're the ones trying to protect themselves. And, uh, and, and by God's grace, they've done a marvelous job. Have they always been right and accurate in everything that they've done? No. But evidence is is uh, easy to find of who the aggressor in this conflict is. And it's the Arabs. Mm-hmm. And the Arabs have been given opportunities. And they live in, you know, they, they live in poverty. Money, international money has been sent to them by by the boatload. But corruption is there. Yasser Arafat, when he died, he had, he had like one point six billion. And where did all that money and aid that was sent? He stole it. He kept it. Yeah. And didn't disperse it to 
the government that he was trying to develop that wasn't officially a government yet, but they, you know, they, they, they anyhow, uh, this the, I can get more into it because there's a, the refugees, the United Nations <coughs> keeps them in per, perpetuity as refugees. And they don't do it with any other group, but only to the Palestinians. So I have two questions. Number one, what state is Israel at today in, in reference to the land that was promised to them by God? Because it's very specific. The Bible very clearly depicts the land that's promised to them. Yeah. And my second question, which I can bring up again afterwards if, if we forget it, is what, what can we do in, in North America today then? What is it that we should be... Obviously, prayer, right? But what what are the things that we should be doing today and keeping our eyes on today as it deals with this? Well, Tyler, they're very good questions. And that one question that you gave, what in the land that they were promised in the Bible, what portion do they have? What portion have they given up? And, and, and all that type of stuff there. That's going to lead as a segue for next week's lessons. We're oh, okay. going to get into what I call the three title deeds. Because mm -hmm. what is a title deed? A title deed will establish borders, boundaries. It will establish legal ownership, who is the who has legal rights to that land. Okay? Mm -hmm. And there are three title deeds in the Bible. Okay, and I'm going to cover them and with them you're going to see, especially the third title deed, it will blow your mind. But um, Israel for the most part has Canaan land. For the most part. They don't have Gaza. They don't have um, um, the West Bank you know, fully theirs. But they allow Muslims, the Arabs, to live amongst them. Let me let me let me share this with you. The population of Israel is seven million. Okay. One million of that seven are Arabs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Israel's the only democracy in the Middle East. That's a full blown democracy. All right? Mm -hmm. The Arabs are allowed to be citizens in Israel, they have access to every to the education, to uh, to jo jo go to their universities, to have all the medical care. They have access to all the things just like the Israelis do. They do not um, uh, say, "Well, you're lesser than us, and you're not entitled." to the wealth that we're developing here. No, they share it. You can get jobs. They, 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 they are not allowed to discriminate. The laws allow Arabs to live as Israelis mm -hmm. are allowed to live. Arabs serve in courts, in the Israeli courts. They teach in the schools. They're even members of the military if they wish to be so. They're even members of the Knesset. They're part of their parliament. They have access to everything that the Jews have. However, let's flip the coin. How are Jews treated in Muslim countries around, like Jordan and Lebanon and uh, Egypt and, and Saudi Arabia? They're not even allowed in there. They're not even allowed to live there. Mm -hmm. No Jews are allowed. You talk about, okay, well, who's being fair? Well, Israel says, listen, hey, um, uh, we're allowing... Uh, equal li liberties there. And so what do their neighbors do? Well, they keep shooting missiles at them. I have pictures, uh, and I'm looking at one right now as I'm talking here. They literally grabbed kids, Hamas, when they were shooting uh, you know, missiles against Israel, which they do often, 
And uh, when Israel responds and attacks there, they were, I see, I'm looking at pictures, they've hung kids to the windows. Wow. Strapped them to the, to the buildings, knowing that if Israel fires back at where they're firing the missiles, they're going to kill these kids. Mm. And you tell me, you know, uh, there's a great cartoon here of uh, you got a, a Palestinian hid behind a mother and a child. They hide behind humans. Mm-hmm. When it said on, on the other side <clears throat> of this picture, you've got the Israeli soldier, and he's standing in front of women and children protecting them. Mm-hmm. They, their fighters stand and, you know, use them as shields. Uh, there and uh, and they fire their missiles from as I said yesterday from hospitals from schools where they know that there'll be human casualties mm-hmm. there so uh, it's it's a very wicked system that's uh, that's out there but you ask that question what would happen if Israel lays down its arms or stuff there there'd be no more Israel but if the Arabs lay down their arms there'd be peace in the Middle East on the very next day. Um, let me share something else with you that's kind of interesting because we've got a little bit of time left in this broadcast. Um, how God has blessed Israel and how he's not blessing the Arabs. The Arabs outnumber Israel, you know, by a huge number. There's probably only 10 million Muslims, uh, sorry, 10 million Jews alive in the world today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Six million live in Israel. Uh, a good number, three million, live in um uh, New York City, it seems like <laughs> they live in the United States. Some up in, and then the other are dispersed in other European countries there. But they have been, uh, you know, uh, almost annihilated after World War II, when Muslims' numbers are 1.8 billion. So they outnumber us by, or the Jews by a huge number there. Look about Nobel prizes and look out at uh, how well developed these nations uh, are. The Jews, uh, although 10, maybe 13 million in, in the world today, have won over 163 Nobel Prizes. Yeah. The Arabs, on the flip side, 1.7, 1.8 billion Muslims, they've only won seven Nobel Prizes. Mm. Seven. Now, two of them apparently have been for peace. You know, Yasser Arafat, a terrorist, was given a Nobel Prize. Can you believe it? Mm. Um, so... Israel has developed great scientific discoveries and have blessed the world. God says, I'll bless you and, thou, and, and, and you'll be a blessing to the world. Yeah. And, uh, and he's made their name great. It's amazing how they, you know, it seems like they, they touch, you know, they get involved in business and it turns to gold. And, uh, and that's why they're hated by so many people because of God's blessing on them. Yeah. We're almost out of time here and the week's almost over. And so I want to ask you one last question. We've, we've obviously got an amazing history lesson uh, about Israel and, and Ishmael and, all, and, you know, the different things between Isaac's blessing and all that. So if you were to take, you know, just a couple of thoughts or one thought to sum up the message that you want North Americans to know today as it deals with this, what would it be? I mean, what, what is it that you're, you're, you're obviously you're trying to inform us of what's happening there? Sure. Well, of course, Israel is blessed of God. There's a promise there. Bless, I'll bless them that bless thee, curse them that curse thee. We as a nation 
needs to be in a position that we are concerned for the welfare of Israel, always. So make sure that we are always backing and supporting yeah. them. That, that depends then, then what party we vote for. If you're going to be voting Democrat, then you're likely going to be voting against Israel mm -hmm. because they're likely going to turn on Israel. Uh, than any other party because they're not being taught to bless Israel. They're now being taken over by Muslims in this country, which hates Israel. But Republicans, you think, are? Well, Republicans are still st standing strong, but they're beginning to waver. They, you know, we, we, we've lost why. We've lost why we need to bless them. Now, let me give you an example. What happens to a nation that curses Israel? Britain cursed Israel. Britain turned against them. They had the flotilla. They stopped Israel from coming back in. They killed over 40,000 Jews themselves, the British did, during mm -hmm. that time. People don't know about that history. They divided up the land. Here's a consequence. Great Britain is no longer great. Britain is a nation that's soon to be taken over by Islam. They're economically in big, big trouble. But as a result of what they did in the 1920s and stuff, you see a Britain who was a world power fall from grace. They signed what was called the Balfour Agreement, and they lost control of so many things there. They lost control. They almost lost the war, if it weren't for America, to step in there. But in the 1960s, they lost Nigeria, Kenya, Sierra Leone, Gambia, Uganda, Somalia, northern Rhodesia, and Swaziland as a, as a reflect of, the, uh, of all that. Britain has suffered economically in a terrible, terrible way. And it all started when they turned their hand against Israel. It's been amazing to see the downfall of Britain. And I know it. I grew up over there. And it's sad to see it. But um, that, that, that's where it's at. Well, I'm going to close this out here today. And, folks, it's always been a joy to have you to be with you on the radio. Next week, we're going to be starting our fundraising campaign. We hope that you'll be able to help us there reach our goal. And uh, we'll talk about that next week. But uh, till then, join us again at the corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.